This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Carm Capriato at Apex 2023. Thank you so much for Apex for this beautiful studio. We're in a bubble here, guys, ladies. We're in this interesting, beautiful studio right next to Joe's Garage here on the first floor at Apex 2023. I got to tell you something, Dwayne, Jennifer, Kathleen. Did you see the way she got up in front of Magic Johnson this morning? (laughs) Kathleen stole the show this morning. She got up and she actually engaged and got him to follow through with Right to Repair, getting Magic Johnson to sign up for Right to Repair. I know. And she says, hey, listen, I, I got a shop in Florida. And she goes, perfect, small business woman. I mean, he was so encouraging to you. Did you get a selfie? Of course. Oh, man. We should put Absolutely. that in the show notes. We should put that in the show notes. I will notes. send it to you. Anyway, the audience is probably wondering what the heck we're talking about. So let me introduce everyone. Jennifer Keaton's with us from Auto Care. She's an expert on Capitol Hill and the legislative process and the markup process. Oh, that sounds kind of sexy. Wow. Very exciting. Nice. Because we're here to talk about right to repair. So much is going on. I'd love to talk just a little bit about the early keynote that everyone, Bill and Paul were talking about. Kathleen Callahan is here from Expertech Auto Service in Englewood, Florida, who testified. And when I saw your testimony on YouTube, I was blown away by how well you did in that beautiful blue suit that you bought. <laughs> Thank you. It, you know, was she so was fun. <laughs> she showed how professional our industry is. She really was a great representative. And, and I want you to go into the depth of, because she, she tells me the story of what happens. <laughs> I think it's important to realize that here is a member of AutoCare who was at AutoCare Leadership Days and who was asked, hey, what are you doing over the next couple of days? We'd love to have you testify in front of Congress. If you had a month to think about it, you probably wouldn't have done it. Oh, that's absolutely true. See, there, so, yeah, I would have definitely been more aware of the impact of it before. And I think it would have made me much more nervous. Much more nervous. So, We're going to put a link to the YouTube video of that testimony. What would you call it? Uh, the testimony you gave? Uh, it was a testimony for a congressional subcommittee. Wow. We'll see. Well, that's interesting. So we're, we want to talk a little bit about that. Dwayne Myers is with us, Dynamic Automotive, six locations, Maryland, of course, an auto care member on the event committee. I mean, I, you, you did a lot to pull this thing off, right? Which part? Yeah. You're talking, you know, events is, is Apex, but, you know, events, CCPN, emerging tech, finance. Yeah. And a little bit of everything, but I believe our industry needs to get more involved. Yeah. You know, and right to repair is just one important piece. Yeah. But with the, everything we do. Repairact.com is, I, I think, a new... URL that everyone's moving to. And one of the things that we want to tell you, our listener, is that we need you to get your customer more engaged. And so what they did was to create repairact.com forward slash driver so that our customer can hear and read all about what would happen if, and that we would love them to sign the petition. Because we want to talk about the testimony, because we want to talk about, Jennifer, how we get bills into Congress and all the work you guys do on the legislative side. And Dwayne, you fill in the color commentary here. Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. And Napa Tracks will move your shop into the SMS Fastlane, 
with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. This morning, we had Magic Johnson, who was the keynoter. And thanks so much, Dwayne, for having Tracy and I join you at the dynamic table. First of all, Bill and Paul are going to be on the show here today sometime, and I can't wait to talk to them about what they said. But when Magic Johnson got up there, he told an incredible story about him and his life and the businesses that he owns. And then he had a Q&A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> see, all of a sudden we hear this voice. We didn't even see it on camera. We heard this voice. It was the Kathleen lady. It was. I thought first that no women had stood up and asked any questions. And I frankly don't know anything about basketball. I mean, I know who clearly know who Magic Johnson is. But yeah, I thought, why not? No, he said we could ask anything. Yeah. So why not ask him to support rights of repair? Yeah. He finished just standing there telling us how he is so supportive of small business. And really, that's what right to repair is all about, isn't it? Making sure that our small businesses that, you know, even though Dwayne has like a multi location, so you're still a small business, right? So it's really important that you are protected. I am protected. And the one bay operator out there is protected and that we have the ability to continue to pass on our legacy. Frankly, we can't do that through a handshake, right? Yeah, I totally agree, Kathleen. Handshake doesn't work, not for our life's work and our future generations work. And I believe we're an ecosystem, small, medium, large. We need each other. And if you take part of it out, I believe it'll all fail. So I think it's very important that we all work together uh, to make this happen. And Magic Johnson did a great job. I, I learned a lot of things. And he really, if you knew basketball or not, I watched him growing up. My dad was a Celtics fan. When he was talking about Larry Bird and all, I, I can remember those little tough games they had, but he really made it relatable about business. I loved his, when he was in college and he was getting ready to get drafted and his dad said, no, you've been broke for 18 years. You can be broke one more. That really resonated with me about patience and waiting for the right time. And I think now's our time with the right to repair and getting this through because we need it. Well, in right to repair, that's a whole other thing. Like what we do today takes care of tomorrow. That's a giant piece of right to repair. We can't really predict exactly what's going to happen if we don't have the accountability in place legally. A lot of it is speculation. But really, if we think about it, when there's that much money at stake, come on, it doesn't make sense not to just make sure everybody is on a level playing field, right? And so by standing up and fighting today, we are protecting what could, would, should happen 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now, right? When we do have fully driverless autonomous vehicles, what we do today will help and set the precedence for that. In business, we always have a lot of variables that most we can't control, but there's some we can. When you go to a bank for a loan, you want to expand, you want to build a new facility, you want to buy equipment. The bank wants certain things known. One thing they want known is that you can actually do your job and make an income. So when will the bank start to even look at this and say, I don't know if you can do this work. I mean, maybe that might be a, a problem of what interest rate you get or if you even get the loan. I think this has yeah. more ramifications than people are actually giving it because I was lending the money to somebody. I want to make sure they could pay it back. So I did see Kathleen give Magic Johnson the QR code <laughs> and he was holding it for the longest time. For the picture. It looked yeah. it's a Magic Johnson-sized business card. Funny, that's really good. <laughs> the best part was when he had it hanging down and she said, no, no, new picture. Get get this thing up in the yeah, air. Yeah, we I need know. the, I mean, it's all about presentation. She made sure there was a presentation. <laughs> yeah, you got. It. we got to do something with that. Okay, 
So I heard today we have 46 congressional sponsors of Right to Repair. Lisa Fauche has been on the show before. She is the Senior VP of Government Affairs and General Counsel at the Auto Care Association. She couldn't be here and we were going to have a fifth. But Jennifer, I'm fascinated. What does it take to get a bill in front of Congress? Yeah, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of people to get it done. So as was mentioned today, we do have HR 906, the Repair Act, which gets at this really important issue that we've all been talking about, making sure vehicle owners, independent repair shops have access to the repair and diagnostic data that they need to repair vehicles. So we've got a great group of bipartisan champs on the issue, and we're up to those 46 bipartisan co-sponsors. And that's just really essential to show breadth of support by both sides. So we are working as hard as we can to advance that bill through the legislative process. As we talked about, Kathleen was an all-star witness at a, a subcommittee hearing in late September, which happened right after our legislative summit in D.C. So it was it was fantastic timing. The issue was front of mind for the legislators that everybody went to visit. So it was really just helping to build that momentum. So the hearing was great. And now next steps are hopefully getting that subcommittee to it's called a markup. And that's where there's an opportunity for members to offer amendments, to further discuss the bill, and then hopefully advance it out. So it starts getting flushed out a little exactly, bit. And, exactly. And does it come from your side, the lobbyist side, or from the legislative side? Everybody sort of gets really involved at that point, right? Ah. The proponents of a bill and the opponents of a bill, if those are out there. And different stakeholders, different sides will be going to members of Congress or encouraging to offer amendments. Does markup mean it's really getting and gaining inertia? Well, markup means it's moving forward, ah, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's where the bill, any bill could go through changes, essentially. And if it's a bill that for us, we want to keep the bill as close to what has been introduced as possible. There might be opportunities to improve upon it, but we want to make sure that the bill doesn't get watered down oh, or yeah. things get added that would be detrimental to right to repair. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you're in your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napatrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napatrax offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. 
Visit us on the web at NapaTracks, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. I saw a statistic this morning that potentially, since we have about 70% of out-of-warranty vehicles coming into the aftermarket, that we could lose that to be 53% by 2035 if we don't get this legislation, which means a $93 billion hit to our volume in our industry. If that doesn't shock the hell out of you to get on repairact.com and get that signed letter, you don't have to sign anything. You just use your QR code. You get on there. You tell them what your zip code is. It does all the magic, all the work for you. It is so important. It is an industry-changing piece of legislation if we don't get this thing done, at least because there's some enforcement behind it. We can't have memorandums of understanding that are just a bunch of garbly goop on paper with no enforcement capabilities. So we have to, I mean, there's something going through the industry that's that. That's a, a huge number affecting our industry, but I believe you got to look even bigger than that. My sister, a couple of weeks ago, hit a curb. She's known for hitting curbs and she had a flat tire. She was close to home, took it back home. She had a, a warranty on the tires from the dealership. It took over a week. She took the car in. They weren't able to get to it. it took two more days before she actually got her car back. Luckily, she could work from home and she was able to borrow a car. What people that can't, what about those dollars that are lost? What if they start qualifying that? How big is this? Because we know the dealerships are already at capacity and it's already a long wait. All right, you take more from the convenience side, us, and push it back over to them. So how long is that wait going to be? It's going to get more and more, which then it's going to turn into other costs. That number is going to grow exponentially yeah. when you really let it go out. Well said. And the right to repair why you keep hearing so much about it, why we need your support, why you need to go to repairact.com and tell your customers to go to repairact.com forward slash drivers so they can sign and they can learn is that it's all about data access, repair access, and parts access. And if we don't have that, we can lose that huge piece of market share. And that's why we're here doing all of this talk. You're at Leadership Days this past fall. And there's this congressional hearing coming up and they find this woman in the crowd named Kathleen Callahan. And they go up to her and they say, hey, what are you doing? She says, why? We'd love you to testify in Congress. And she goes, but I don't have the right clothes. And I didn't know. And I didn't know you had the right clothes to testify in Congress. Well, so we were there. Was it about the clothes or the testimony? What was it about? Well, I mean, if you show up to us, fall leadership days. There's one day that you're going to be on the Hill, right? Yeah. That was the plan. And there's two days of business meetings. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I didn't have clothes that looked nice, but I feel like... They weren't congressional. They were not. Yeah. I feel like you really need to look professional. And so I did what any good mom would do. I <laughs> called my oldest daughter in a panic and I was like, help me. Because I'm not a shopper. Oh. I'm a shop owner, right? That oh. We don't do that. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I called and I had to take an Uber to Macy's. I mean, it was a big mess. And it was like three hours. And I had to go take a nap after. First of all, <laughs> thank you for doing it. Because that blue dress you had on in, in, in the YouTube video is just gorgeous. My God, I can't believe it had to take you hours to find that. Well, I, I will say that's the first thing I found on their website. I was like, well, I got to go find this and try it out. Uh. It was great. The behind the scenes is here's the testimony. You had to read it. You had to practice it. You had to try to make it your own. And then to be in Washington and in front of those, that committee, I don't know, I'd be sweating my butt off. 
Oh my gosh, it was so fun. There's a, as I read it, nine and a half minutes, right, John? I think it was about nine and a half minutes of actual testimony that's submitted to the committee, the subcommittee. You only have five minutes to speak. So you have to cut all of the, I'm going to say non-important, like you really have to prioritize what you want to say in front of those members. And so it's got to be five minutes and there's a timer and it's very intimidating. I practiced that over and over again and really dug in and educated myself on what the bill sets. I understood it. I've understood it for what, two years we've been kind of talking about it and understood the importance, but really didn't see how gigantic of an effect it could have on me and my future. Were you there with her, Jennifer? I was. She was fantastic. She was. Did you rehearse her at all? No, I can't even take credit for that, honestly. I mean, she's just, all that practice definitely paid off. The word uh, is natural. (laughs) A natural, exactly. The only thing that I had to be told was, don't let your face tell a different story. Like, because I don't have a poker face, but sitting in front of Congress, I will tell you, so they're obviously up higher than you. And I love people. So there's my advantage, right? So I make eye contact with everybody. Listen, actively listen to them while they're speaking. Because they all back and forth, five minutes, five minutes. And the process was fascinating, especially for somebody who's never paid attention to that in their entire life. But it was really cool. But to listen to the way that the entire process works, I thought it was really cool. And they seemed like they were nice people. And I just wanted them to smile and be joyful. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, that is funny. It worked. What I saw when Kathleen spoke was confidence. Played the part. She looked professional, acted professional, was professional, which is where we want to be. But she was confident in her testimony, which she prepared for. And she worked hard. And thank you for working hard because it's not easy to do that. But she read through it, sounded great, made sense, answered questions properly, kept her facial expressions in check until some people opposed the bill a little bit. And then they were priceless because if anything, she wasn't speaking, but told everyone in that room and she didn't agree with it. The questions at the end. You got to watch the questions. Yeah, I know. The five-minute testimony is fun. It's good, but you got to watch the questions. It's They're like fantastic. The blooper, it's like the blooper it's like reel. It's like the blooper reel. It? But yep. her facial expression, I'm like, oh, she just slam-dunked that one. And she didn't say a word. She wasn't allowed to speak, but literally she spoke volumes. Just with the way she looked and where her eyes went, her face, it was good. So I tried. I tried. I can't have control over this all so the when time. So <laughs> you, when you look back at that, Jennifer, was it beneficial that she had passion on her face? I mean, definitely. I mean, we got good feedback from the subcommittee and staff about Kathleen's testimony and how well she handled the, the questioning. And so, yeah, she was just a great representative uh, for the industry and for the issue. I got to go back. I'm, I only got to prepare for the show. I only saw the five minutes of testimony. I did not see the pounding on the table. No pounding. Oh, okay. They told me not to do that. I was, we're echoing here. I should have never done. Yeah, but I I do have to give Dwayne a shout out. He was a giant part of the prep process as well. He's not going to take credit for that, but just helping me understand and and really being a supportive fellow shop owner to be able to do this. I mean, and again, like I said, he will tell you he was part of it, but he was part of phone calls and helping me really be confident in what I was saying and really understand it, right? Because some of this was way above my level, my current level at the time. I mean, I understand it now, but Dwayne was a huge piece of that. So when you think about the war of legislation, and and I'm not sure I'm using the right word, but there's conflicts to get things where you need to be. And to realize to pick a shop owner who's a woman who's from Florida, because there's a bunch of legislators that have signed on the bill from Florida. 
strategically, this Kathleen, I don't know if you were voluntold or you, or they said you would be so perfect at all this for all the right reasons. You probably didn't hesitate for a moment, but strategically she was the perfect pick because there were, there were only, the rest of them were just guys on, on the panel, right? Oh yeah. I was the only woman sitting at the table for sure for all of the issues that were being discussed. Male, female, she spoke the best and resonated better than anybody. Yeah, I heard that was a big piece, though, that at the time, five of the people on the subcommittee were representatives from Florida. So they wanted a shop owner from Florida. And apparently the people that decided all remembered, oh, wait, Kathleen's here. Let's ask her. She'll say yes. And she did. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa has a great way of getting you to say yes before you even realize it. And you're making you feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. She's really good. So I, I have a question to you, Jennifer, about these 46 congressional sponsors. Is this only House of Representatives? Right now, it's just the House of Representatives. How do you get the Senate involved? Well, a lot of outreach to senators and staff that we think will be interested in supporting us or, or possibly carrying a bill over there. That's definitely part of what we're looking at. But right now, it's just in the House. But are you doing a work in the Senate side? Yes, uh, that engagement is happening. And, and hopefully at some point um, in the future, before too long, we'll have a, a Senate bill. But obviously, right now, on the heels of the hearing and everything else, we've really been um, focusing a lot of our efforts on the House. Does the Senate, the House and the Senate, watch what's going on? With each other? For sure. And especially committees on each side sort of have um, companion committees on the other side. And there's definitely being aware of issues that are moving in either chamber because that's something that could potentially come to the other side. Does right to repair when you sign the letter, does it go to the senators and the House or only the House right now? It's going to everybody. I think the messages are a little different because there's not a bill in the Senate yet, but we definitely want to just make sure that awareness of the issue is there. Okay, so when the senator gets the letter, it's an awareness campaign. When the House member gets the letter, it's we're behind this thousand percent. We need this. We need your vote. Okay. Yeah, we need you to co-sponsor. We need you to co-sponsor. Yeah. Karma, a few years Previous, we did this. We did a summit, went on Capitol Hill, and we would do our spiel, talk about what was going on, what we needed with right to repair. And they would always ask us, well, what bill is there? And we didn't have any at the time. This time when we went, it made such a difference because now we have a bill. This is what it is. Then they could get behind it more. And then even when we went to the Senate, we talked to our senators. They knew there was one over in the House, and they're just like, well, let us know when one comes to the Senate. They were asking for us to follow up. A lot of them would be on board once it gets once it gets started. That seems to be the big thing is getting it started. But what shop owners and businesses need to do, what we did, we walked in and saw our staffers and, and representatives and senators. They know us. One of our senators was coming back from the Ukrainian president's speech, and he caught us in the hall, and we talked for 15 minutes. And he looked at Lee's auto care tie, and he didn't say auto care. He said right to repair. Wow. So he associated auto care with right to repair which is a big win, but he knows us. He knows our shops. He knows what we do, how we help our community, how we help his constituents. There's energy there. We need to get our representatives into our shops. They need to see what we're doing, the good we do. I tell them we do apprenticeships. We, we bring up the next generation. We help our community. And at the end, I tell them the only way we do this is with access to data so we can fix and repair our customers' cars. I know right to repair is all about access to data. It's all about parts. It's all about repair access for us to be able to get on and fix consumers' car. But will they ever take Jennifer right to repair further away from just this industry and try to make it universal to so many other industries where we can get our 
tractors and phones and refrigerators repaired. And again, I don't know if I'm reaching or leaping, but to me, it seems that this is a consumer bill more than anything. There are other bills and efforts out there related, as you mentioned, to agricultural equipment and smartphones have come up a lot. There are those efforts out there and we'll see how the legislative process plays out in terms of the broad right to repair issue. But yes, it's definitely um, the issue is there's awareness on Capitol Hill. Um, the committees are engaged. Member offices are engaged on it. Great. Hey, look, at, we've done so much on right to repair on the podcast in the last couple of years. Had all kinds of different themes, people on the show. And I don't know how much harder we can work to get your support to go to right repairact.com and then involve your customer because they need to know and understand that you need this right and it really reflects on them. I just want to ask you all for a final comment here because Jennifer, I'm sure there is more to do from a, we need the support of the industry. We need the support of the consumer, which is why we're doing this. It reminds me of how we on our counters, Dwayne, can put up a sign that says auto careers start here. If we're not reaching out to tell people that we're a high-tech industry and you can have a fruitful, gainful career working for us as well as we need to teach our public, our clients that we have this legislative issue ahead. So let's just go around the room. I'll save my favorite blue dress lady for last. We'll do Jennifer, Dwayne, and Kathleen. Any final words? Yeah, just final word for me, just to echo what's been said about the importance of bringing your legislators to your businesses to show them what you're doing and I can't reinforce enough to say reach out to your members of Congress because they need to be hearing from their constituents, their constituent businesses that this is an important issue. And that's going to be what helps propel them either to co-sponsor the bill or hopefully at some point have the chance to vote for it in the full house. Thank you so much for being here, Dwayne. I look at this like marketing. It's not one and done. You just can't do it once and stop. you got to keep doing it. You have to keep having those touch points. I challenge my peers, my fellow shop owners to bring their legislators to their shops. Call Auto Care Association. They will help you and do almost everything for you. They make it really easy, super easy. You'll actually enjoy the experience. Your team will enjoy the experience, something they've probably never gotten to see before. But do something. Don't rely on the 50-some people that work at Auto Care for their livelihood. They got to get up and do it themselves. Be active and be a part of it. Thank you, man. Kathleen, you and I were on the phone and we were talking about the fact that telematics is the new right to repair. Was it you or I saying that or did I pull that from somewhere? But I think what we have to realize is that all the data that is being traveled up, that OBD2 port is going to go away someday. And then we're going to sit there and say, how do we gain access when the OEs won't let us have it? That's what this is all about. Your final word. That is 100% what this is all about, right? Equitable access to data. I want to be able to access the same amount of repair and diagnostic data, not personal data, as the dealership has access to. And I want to be able to do it for all makes and models. I don't necessarily want it for free. I'll take it for free, but I'm sure we all would. But I mean, we realize there's going to be a cost. I've heard a lot of feedback about that, that we're asking for it at no cost. That's not true. We expect to pay the same and be able to service our clients where they would like to be serviced. Exactly the same as we have been doing, perhaps a little more, because we are starting to lose and have some rubs and things like that are making it a little more difficult. Other shops, some technical shops are a little more affected than others, but I would say that's the importance. Like Dwayne and Jennifer both said, 
getting people to your shops and showing your legislators the impact that you make, not only to your consumer, but to your community, right? I, I know Dwayne is very active in his community. I am incredibly, I, I'm so active in mine that I'm never in my physical shop, right? This is the benefit of having all of the independent repair is that we're not there just doing for ourselves. We're also doing for others. Like Dwayne said, I would challenge my peers to reach out to auto care, reach out, do the right to repair. Shoot, reach out to me on all the socials and find me. I'm sure it's in, in the show notes. You'll find us. Reach out to us. We will guide you and show you how to get involved and really preserve your legacy and your future. Sincerely, thank you for your passion. It was well said. Excellently said. Very well said. Not surprised. Yeah, not surprised either. <laughs> hey, we're right outside Joe's Garage here at Apex 2023. Thank you so much uh, for this great little studio from Apex. And all that's all the noise you hear in the background. There's 10 working bays inside of Joe's Garage and all kinds of demonstrations going on yeah. and, and showcasing. Thank you so much to my team, Jennifer Keaton, Auto Care Association, Kathleen Callahan from Expert Tech Auto Service, Dwayne Myers. Dynamic Automotive. Thank you for being here, guys. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.